Today's reading is 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Now, about the service to the saints, there is no need for me to write to you, for I know your eagerness to help, and I have been boasting to the Macedonians that since last year you and Achaia were prepared to give, and your zeal has stirred most of them to do likewise. But I am sending the brothers in order that our boasting about you in this matter should not prove empty, but that you will be prepared just as I said. Otherwise, if any Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, to say nothing of you, would be ashamed of having been so confident. So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you beforehand and make arrangements for the bountiful gift you had promised. This way, your gift will be prepared generously and not begrudgingly. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each one should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not out of regret or compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, He has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your store of seed and will increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous on every occasion, so that through us your giving will produce thanksgiving to God. For this ministry of service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanksgiving to God. Because of the proof this ministry provides, the saints will glorify God for your obedient confession of the gospel of Christ, and for the generosity of your contribution to them and to all the others. And their prayers for you will express their affection for you, because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. This is God's word. Though they had many spiritual problems, The Corinthian church apparently had some level of generosity for the Lord's work. For Paul wrote in verses 1 and 2, There is no need for me to write to you about this service to the Lord's people, for I know your eagerness to help. Nevertheless, Paul did teach in this chapter some principles about giving to the Lord's work. Perhaps he was nervous that the Corinthians might not be as generous in reality as they claimed they would be. And we see that in verses 3 through 5. With that preface out of the way, Paul reminded them of an important life principle. You only get out in proportion to what you put in. That's verse 6. If you have a bag full of seeds but only plant one of them in your garden, don't be surprised if one plant or fewer grows out of the ground. That's how farming works. You reap in proportion to what you have sown. Having said that, Paul urged the Corinthians to give freely from their hearts not because it was the right thing to do at that time, but because they loved the Lord and his work. We see that in verse 7. Interestingly, Paul goes on to tell the Corinthians that God would bless them according to their giving. That's verses 8 through 11. This blessing must have had a financial component to it, because verse 11 says, You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. That statement is not teaching the prosperity gospel, which claims that you will get rich if you give enough of your money. 
But if your heart is right in giving, according to verse 2, the passage says in verse 10, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. In other words, if you give happily in faith, God will not only see to it that your needs are met in this life, but he will reward you in eternity. If that's true, why do so few Christians give more than 10% of their income to the Lord's work? In fact, why do so few Christians give so little, often less than 10%? The answer is a lack of faith. It comes from fear that if I give too much money of my income to God's work, I won't have enough money for my life. That's similar to a farmer saying, if I plant all these seeds, I won't have any left to eat. But to borrow a phrase from our world, you're eating your seed corn instead of planting it to produce a lot more corn in the future. You have to have faith that A, God will make a harvest out of the seed money you give to his work today, and B, that he will provide for your needs in the meantime. Do you believe that? Does your giving to God's work show that you believe it? The harvest may not arrive for you until eternity. But be certain of this. The Lord of the harvest will reward you if you plant financial generosity for his work in the world. That's what scripture teaches. How is your giving in proportion to that? I hope you'll consider that, and I'll see you next time.